Welcome to the Change Your Thinking, Change Your Life podcast. My name is Michelle Burkhardt and I am your host. So on today's episode, we are talking about um, the danger of showing sympathy. Now, I know that that sounds a a little weird. Um, However, we're going to cover an explanation of a common pattern that I not only notice in other people, but I've experienced for myself, a drama pattern, okay? We're going to talk about how sympathy sucks both of you in, okay? And it kind of keeps you stuck. We're going to talk about how to awaken abundance in another person, And then, of course, I'm going to share with you some examples of how this shows up in my life, my personal and professional life, and I'm going to share with you my all-time favorite question. So if you are intrigued, if you are ready for a new thought, if you're driving, if you're taking a walk, if you're just at home trying to pass some time, grab something to write with if you can, take some notes. All right, enjoy. Okay, I want to talk about a new term that I kind of developed today during my study time. I'm calling it isolated sympathy. Um, so first of all, let me tell you about a, a common thing that I often see, I notice, and I've experienced it many times for myself. So um, let's say a friend calls you on the phone and they're upset because of some something that happened. Um, let's say for this example, they're upset because something happened with their um, significant other. Okay. Um, they're telling you about the situation. Uh, you can tell that they kind of are getting stuck in their feelings, right? They're having a lot of really large emotions happening, uh, and they keep coming back to it. And this is a time of drama, right? That there, there's definitely, um, one person's side or opinion about this interaction, right? Um, and it's not really going anywhere. Have you ever experienced that before? I know I have millions of times. And if you have kids, it kind of happens all the time, doesn't it? So our typical definition of help, right? If you're a a more aware being is that you're going to acknowledge their feelings, right? Oh yeah, that really stinks. Oh man, I can see why, why that's got you so angry, right? Um, You can also agree with them. Oh, you're right. He's such a jerk. I can't believe he would say that right? And maybe you give a suggestion, right? So maybe towards the end of the conversation, you're like, you know, if I were you, I would do this, right? And for for many people, what I see in this situation is that you're showing compassion, sympathy, and empathy. Now, I am not here to tell you that those are bad things. However, that's just the first step, okay? So wh- what happens in my experience is that you're, you're helping your friend out and your friend's kind of stuck in this pit, right? This pit of all these emotions. This is what's going on. Here's my problem. And you crawl inside the pit with them and it's almost like you can feel exactly what she feels. So many of you out there who are empaths, you know exactly what I'm talking about. You can feel what she feels, right? Well, here's the problem with that. Now you are both in the feeling part of your brain, which is your subconscious brain. You're not in no, neither one of you are in your conscious, your awake, aware, alert brain. So it's okay to be there in that moment. However, if there's no switch to using your conscious brain to actually help this person, you're not helping. You're just now both sitting in a pit. Does that make sense? 
So, so the result of this interaction, if it were to stop right there, is that you both get stuck. So sympathy or empathy with no moving forward is, is what I'm calling isolated sympathy. You're showing care for that person, but you're not really helping them. Okay. And in that moment, it actually feels good. Okay. You feel like you're helping that person, but it doesn't help solve the problem. And also, I mean, get this, what you're doing is you're agreeing with that person's limitation. So for example, they come to you with a problem. Uh, maybe it's one of the kids, right? And you uh, share their feelings with them and you don't help them solve the problem. So the problem is not how they feel about the problem. The problem is whatever led to the feelings. Does that make sense? So maybe they're having um, uh, a relationship problem and they need a little help with that, but you're acknowledging their feelings, but not really helping them with the relationship part. Okay. You're agreeing with their problem, but not with the solution. So we've talked before about how you are responsible for your own freedom, right? I say that all the time. I've explained to you before about how really what happens when we get into our comfort zone in life, and it can be in any area of our life, is that we don't realize it, but we're actually in a prison, right? We're in a prison, but the door is open. And we tend to make little decisions. Um, so for example, you think you're going to make yourself better. So I'm going to go to the, the gym and I'm going to work out a couple days a week and um, I might lose one or two pounds. Um, but you know that that's not enough to enjoy the healthy eating lifestyle. So you, you just do do that, but you don't really change your diet, right? So you want a better life. You want to, to have the things that are outside your prison cell. However, you're only doing things, little things, tiny things that are actually just rearranging the, the pillows in your prison cell. Okay. When we are meeting somebody in life and that's what they're doing and they're inviting you in to sit down so that they can tell you about all of the things that are wrong in their life and how they feel about them and how they've been rearranging these pillows and you show them this isolated sympathy, what you are doing is becoming a visitor to that person's prison cell. But you're not actually helping them be liberated, showing them the door is right there, it's open, what do you want to do? Okay, so I'm telling you that compassion, sympathy and empathy are not enough. We've got to go one step farther. Okay. So I want you to think about how can you awaken abundance in this person, get them to move forward and actually get what they want. Okay. So a couple questions for you. Are you going to agree with this person's current poverty? Right. So that it, it can be about money, but it could also be about, you know, maybe they're having an issue with their career. They're having a relationship problem, whatever their problem is, their, their current poverty or the wealth that waits for them. How many times have you had a friend in your life that you knew the person that they were hanging with was not adding value to their life? And you're just like, come on, get a clue. Right. Because they're so much better for you. OK, are you going to agree with their lack or their power with their problem or with their solution. Okay. Now, first, before I go on, 
let me just challenge those of you who are who are like, yeah, that's right. You tell them, Michelle, because that's how you live your life. You're a little bit more driven in your personality, okay? And you have no problem telling people what they should do. For you, I'm saying you're missing the compassion, empathy, and sympathy part. So you need to go back to that part and then move on with this, okay? But for those of you who tend to get stuck in people's feelings with them, this is particularly for you. Okay. So let me give you a couple examples. So, um, oftentimes my kids, I've got three of them. Um, they will come to me and say, Hey, I want money for this. And I'd say, okay, great. Where are you going to get the money? Now they think they're coming to mom and mom's just going to be the ATM and give them money, right? Well, that's not what's going to happen. I will say, what's your plan? What's your plan to make that happen? Now, sometimes I do give them the money. I'm not, you know, cold hearted or anything, but oftentimes I will turn it right back on them. And it's not because I don't want to give them the money. And it's not because I don't have the money to give. It's because I know when I say, what's your plan? Really what I'm doing is I'm saying, I see that you want that. How are you going to get it? And if I can help in any way, let me know. Okay. That's an actually a better way to look at life than just coming and saying, who's going to give me money now? Okay. Um, my, my husband, man, and we've been married almost 18 years now. And I got to tell you, there's these cycles where he'll come up and he'll be like, Ooh, I really want that truck. Right. He's talked about it ever since I knew him. And, um, oftentimes we'll, you know, we'll talk about this as spring. We'll probably find ourselves at a dealership driving around looking at trucks, you know, and he'll, he'll say something like, Oh, I really want that truck. And I started doing this uh, a few years ago where I just say, awesome, great. What's your plan? How are you going to make that happen? Right. Helping him understand, I want you to have the truck, but I'm not going to make it so that you get the truck. If you want the truck, you got to make it happen. I'm here to help you in any way, but what's your plan? Right. And then with my coaching clients, some of you are, are listening now and you know who you are. You know this very well. You know this pattern. Um, there's always a time in our, our calls that I'm going to switch it around, right? You have a, a certain amount of time where you can talk about what's happening right now and how that plays into what you want to do. And then I'm going to start switching it and just asking you, all right, what do you want? What do you want out of all this? What's your goal? Right now, listen, in all of these examples, I do my best to listen intently, to ask questions so that I can really understand what's going on, right? I try to acknowledge their feelings because that's really important, right? You can't dismiss feelings. And I try to paraphrase what they just said so that they know that I'm listening, right? So I'm using my really good active listening skills, but it's always, always followed by a question. What's your plan? Okay. Because if we're just sitting here and cheering about our feelings and what's happening and there's no plan moving forward, well, that's just a complaint session, right? And I don't have time for that, but I will sit and, and work with you and struggle with you. As long as I know we're going somewhere with this and you're actually going to get what you want. Okay. So my challenge to you this week is to do this for yourself. Okay. Practice this for yourself. The next time you have a problem, instead of going to a friend right away, I want you to pause and I want you to sit and think about, okay, this is what happened. Don't get all caught up in the, in your perception of what happened um, or your feelings or anything. Just say, okay, this is what happened. What do I want to happen instead? 
Okay. If you can just get out of that, break the habit of the feelings that you're in and say, what do I want instead? And say, what can I do to get closer to that goal? Okay. And also do this for other people, right? So how fast would it take you to ask 10 people the question, what's your plan? Okay. I wonder how fast that would be. So if that this works out for you, would you do me a favor and just jump on our social media and say, hey, I asked people, what's your plan? And this is what, what they said. Or I, it took me two days to ask the 10 people, right? Just share with us, what do you think um, is going to happen, you know, when you change how you live? So not getting stuck in somebody's feelings in that isolated sympathy, but really helping them to move forward. Because that in reality is what help is. Okay? Thank you. Thank you so much for joining us today. I I do hope wherever you are, whatever's happening in your life, that you're having an amazing day because you're making it an amazing day. So remember our challenge for this week. Um, Try this for yourself. If you are having a problem, situation, or a circumstance that you would like to change, sit down and first think about what do you want and what's your plan to make it happen. It's as simple as that, folks. You can change your thinking and literally change your life. So thank you. With that, I release you into the wild. Go forth and prosper. Have an amazing day, and we'll catch you next time. All right. Bye-bye.